Welcome to MPI Potomac Cast, where you get to hear from the voices of MPI Potomac Chapter. Hi, I'm Alex Plaxon, the Board Director of Diversity and Inclusion for MPI Potomac Chapter. And I'm Anjali Sangvi, the co-chair of the DNI committee uh, at the MPI Potomac Chapter. And we are very excited uh, because today we're going to be talking with Anthony Molino about his past year uh, as the president of MPI Potomac Chapter. Uh, you'll get an inside peek at some behind the scenes of what went down and um, you know what was it like to close out his presidency during a pandemic. Um, so it's, it's very excited to have him. Um, so let's get to it. It sounds like we're at an episode of what, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. What really happened? <laughs> <laughs> what really happened? Um, so I'm very excited to introduce you to our guest today. Anthony Molino is the director of hotel sales at Chu Chicago and the immediate past president of MPI Potomac Chapter. And he's joining us all the way from Chicago today. Welcome to the show. Ah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. This is an awesome idea, Alex. It's, I'm glad that it's uh, working out. Yeah, this is this is. Here's here's the secret, everyone. This is the first one we're filming, but actually the third one that you are hearing. Um, so this is actually episode three, uh, but this is our first time recording. So we're very. It took excited. you forty five seconds to get rid of that secret. I know. Alex. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm terrible at keeping secrets. Uh, I, I want everyone to kind of know how the sausage is made. It's exciting, um, especially, you know, it's it's something that people in our industry are very interested in right now uh, for their own organizations and things. So um, we, we kind of want people to understand how, how this happens. Um, but that is not what today's episode is about. That is a future episode, and we will be talking about that. Um, today, we are talking to Anthony about his presidency and and what you know brought him to MPI and and um, so the first question we have is why did you join MPI and how long have you been a member? To be honest, I joined MPI because I was told to join MPI. Um, as a lot of like my supplier friends know, um, you know when you're in sales, you are tasked to go to these industry events and these um, industry organization functions to try to find your clients, right? And to see what's going on and how you can book more business. So when I um, was at the Wit Hotel back in a lot of years ago, um, my director of sales and marketing just said, hey, Anthony, you're now a member of MPI. So I was fortunate, to, fortunate enough to be handed the membership. Um, which I know is a lot different on uh, the supplier or this uh, planner side where um, if your organization doesn't support it or doesn't have the funds for it, you have to come up with it yourself. So I just wanna let everyone know, I totally understand the privilege that the suppliers have with that and I appreciate the planners that are involved. Um, but yeah, so I've been involved. I was at the Chicago area chapter when I first started and then transferred over when I moved to DC and have been in, an MPI member for almost 11 years. Wow. Um, so I know you were told to join MPI, but then what what got you to get involved as a chapter volunteer and in leadership and, you know, what, what motivated that kind of uh, job? Well, it's actually funny. I went to um, the MPI WEC in St. Louis. And um, I had never been to a, a WEC before. I, I don't think at that point I even been to an MPI event. 
Um, so I, I was brand new, didn't really know what was going on. And I saw on the agenda, the Chicago area chapter reception was at the Renaissance. Well, at the time I worked for Hilton. So I was like, well, I'm not going to that. This is a Marriott event. <laughs> and so I saw some of the other people from Chicago in the lobby of the hotel I was at. And they were like, are you coming with us to the reception? And then I, once again, I was like, you guys, this is not, I'll see you after. And they're like, no, you idiot. This is the Chicago reception at the, at the Renaissance. So to be in, I mean, just, I, I say that because I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I didn't, I didn't know anything that MPI provided or, you know, committees, positions, that sort of thing. So I went to the reception and I saw a bunch of um, industry leaders that I've known throughout the year that I've never really was able to talk to before. I never had access to them. Um, and so I had a couple cocktails and talked to them and I met um, a woman by the name of Hallie Cooper. Uh, at the time she was working for a planning company called Meeting Expectations. She's now, I believe, with PSAV, but um, she talked my ear off for a good, you know, 20, 25 minutes. And I left um, that reception as uh, a member of two different education committees for Chicago. And um, I just thought, wow, you know, this, this is someone who I look up to. This is someone who I've aspired to even just want to have a conversation with. She's interesting me a position on this committee, um, you know, to, to make changes. So I thought I might as well look into it. Got back to Chicago and joined both committees, um, realized that there was, you know, it is all volunteers. So anything that is, any decisions that are being made or events that are being planned are from me. And I, and I, I thought having that onus and having that creative, I guess, freedom was very cool and not something that I got in my normal hotel sales job. So that's why I, I ended up getting more involved um, on a committee and volunteer level. Um, and then as you can probably tell through that, understanding the whole process and what's going on, I had the experience and then was able to look more into the leadership side. So fast forward yeah. years. <laughs> a few. Um, <laughs> a few years. And, um, and you became the chapter president of MPI Potomac, which yeah. um, I, I know for you, I, I had the privilege of serving on the board with you uh, as a board director. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I knew that that was something that you always aspired to be. Um, and so it was very exciting um, as a chapter member to see that happen and, and, and be like, yay, Anthony. Um, <laughs> and you. I know that there were a lot of people uh, there cheering you on as well. Um, but we're, we're going to get deep here for a second. I, mm -hmm. Because I think for volunteers, there's often a sense of um, of not knowing if, if they're worthy of being a leader, right? Yeah. And so I, I wanted to ask you a question. What were you most afraid of going into your year as chapter president? Sure. Um, a lot. <laughs> I mean, just to be completely transparent, I was afraid. I didn't know what the hell I got myself into, to be honest with you, Alex. Um, but I, I, so I had been in a director role in Chicago for four years before coming over to DC. Um, I started within a director role in DC and was then a, a director for the next three years. So I have been the longest um, standing sole director of MPI, I think, from anyone that I know. And I have, I had applied to be a VP and I was never given the opportunity to be one. So 
that alone was kind of like, it was, it, I don't want to say demoralizing, but it was, <laughs> you know, like it was, well, you think that you're, you know, you're making all these changes and, and you're ascending the ladder. And then you, when you don't get it, it's, you, you, it doesn't matter if it's not the time or the right position for you in your heart and in your gut, you're like, they're not ready for me or I'm not what they need right now to lead this chapter. So um, I, it was heartbreaking a couple of times. I mean, this happened two times where I wanted to be a VP and wasn't one, but fast forward, I totally appreciate that now after looking back and seeing it. So when I got the, um, the president, the role for president elect, I was more scared of what people would think about me because, you know, I haven't been given that role before that opportunity, you know, to, to lead. Are they, are they going to respect me? You know, are they going to listen to me? Are they going to take my ideas um, and actually run with it? Um, if Anjali, you, you know me as well. And Alex, like I have a tendency to really speak off the cuff. I, I speak about what I feel. Um, I don't hold back in terms of, if I don't like the way something's going, I say it. Um, but I also listen and I wanna make sure that the end result works and is the best for our chapter and our members, not you know just for me. So I think, I think that was what I was afraid of. Um, but then you get on the board, right? And you get to help make the board. You get to help make the team that's going to support you for the next year. Or for in my case, for the next three years, because it's, you know, Office of the President is three years. Um, and it wasn't just a, a board or a group of my friends. It was a group of trusted industry colleagues that are so good at their, in their individual roles that I knew that no matter what, or what, no matter what anyone thought of me, if I didn't do well, they were going to be there to make sure that I shine. So I would say that's it. I, I would say it was the pandemic that scared the hell out of me, but <laughs> we didn't know about that back in when I well, started well, hindsight is uh, 2020. And so let, let's talk about that. Let's, uh, you know, what are you most proud of from your year as chapter president? Because a lot happened. Yeah, a lot happened. Um, I will say that if, if I had to name one thing I'm most proud of, it is the board. You know, it's the overall commitment um, that the board of directors, the 2019, 2020 board of directors had to make sure that we had a successful year. Um, because you can throw in accolades and awards and you know pandemics and cancellations and all of that stuff. But if you don't have the solid committee that's really ready to you know, make it through, then you're never gonna, it's never gonna be good. So I would say the, the most, the biggest thing I'm proud of is just the way that the board came together. Um, but you know what, we did have a really, really good year. Um, we started the year, thanks to Caitlin Felix and the direction that she had um, with her membership team as the number two largest um, chapter, which we've been hovering in the three, four for a long time. Um, but then by the time I think we got into February, Potomac became the number one largest. Um, and it wasn't even by a few, it was a pretty good margin. So that was very exciting. Um, we finally implemented the diversity and inclusion um, task force, which as we all know at this point, if you don't know, then you've been hiding under a rock in MPI Potomac that, you know, we won an award for our efforts, our DNI efforts. And 
not only the award, we've created a long lasting um, platform within MPI Potomac. Um, now the challenge for you guys is that to make sure that you not only live up to it, but you build on it, which I know you guys will do. Um, and then we also introduced some new events, you know, with, with trivia night, it was, even though it was a very last night, right before we went into lockdown, um, it was one of the most successful events we've had in a long time. And not just because of, um, financials, it was, we brought in members that we haven't seen in years to that event. You know, we brought in, you know, the way that the different teams were able to, um, dress up and in certain themes, it was just a different energy that we haven't seen at a Potomac event in a long time. So that was something very refreshing to see. So um, it was a very good year, I would say, it, it, if you put everything into perspective. And the way that we bounced back, um, you know, we had to cancel a lot of events, but we also were able to figure out how to do things virtually rather quickly. And, and what's weird is that we not only um, made up for the events that we canceled, but we added like four more that were not even originally on the calendar. And that, I mean, Alex, you're one of the people that helps put that together too, which is, it's an amazing feeling when, you know, you're up against a wall and you don't know if your members are going to be able to pay for their membership, if they're going to be furloughed, um, that we can provide that kind of extra education and extra entertainment um, that people want and will attend. And they did. So, Oh, that was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good year. Um, so pandemic aside, because obviously that's the elephant in the room. If yeah. you could change one thing about this past year, what would it be? Oh, that's a hard one. Because I don't think I would. I mean, you always want to, you always want to change things that didn't go right. But I, in our world of volunteerism, you need things to not go right because you need to figure out what to fix, you know, what to do better. Um, I'm really happy with um, the way MACE turned out. Um, it, it, it did look similar to recent years, but it, it showed, even though it wasn't like anything completely brand new, it showed what our members like and appreciate. Um, and we were able to think outside the box, go to a different area and all of that. Um, which at first, I'll be honest, I wasn't excited about. I, was, I wanted MACE to be completely different, to be a whole different experience. Um, and it, it just, the way it just didn't roll out that way. So the fact that it did end up as successful as it is kind of proved me wrong. Um, granted, you have someone like Derek Siminski leading it up, so I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> um, other than that, I, I wish I could have would have spent more time with members that have been uh, tenured members that haven't been around as much to find out why, you know, to talk to them a little bit more. Um, I had, a, and I had some great opportunities to do that, which I, I could have done more. So with that, you know, other than that, I think I'm pretty happy with it, with the way the year ended up. And, and, and I think you should be, you, you talked a lot about things that, um, were not easy to handle, right? Um, there were a lot of decisions that had to be made. And so the fact that it, one of the things is that you talk about being proud of is this team that you put together, right? And I don't think if you had another team, 
all those massive changes that needed to happen and that flexibility would have been as easy. Um, so it makes perfect sense that that is something that you are most proud of. Thank um, you. I think, uh, I think with that, it was like, you know, it going back to my earlier comment about what I was afraid of, you know, it's, it's like, now I'm here. I'm, I can't be afraid anymore about what people think. I need to be my true Anthony self and I need to lead the way that I've always wanted and thought would be a good way to lead. Um, and if I hurt someone's feelings, I'm sorry, you know, but like, and, and, and I was so fortunate to have someone like Devin Lewis on my side through the whole process who, you know, I feel like she really balanced out the, the, the business side of it for me and allowed my, you know, personality Good and bad to shine through and you know what I mean? So I, I, I was, I was very lucky in that respect. And I think, and you know, I know we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I think if you don't speak up and if you don't stay loud, you will never be heard. And if you aren't heard, you can never make any changes. So, so on I, that I was note, lucky to have. <laughs> on that note, let's, let's, let's get into that a little bit. Okay. So what advice do you have for someone who's interested in volunteering? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to take off your work hat for a second. Um, this is this is my journey anyway. Um, everyone is definitely can do their own thing, but for me, it was taking off my work hat, not trying to figure out what my ROI is going to be for my company, but what is it going to be for me as as a, a solo human? I'm given this opportunity to be in this organization around successful people in my industry. What am I gonna do to make sure it works the best for me? So um, my biggest, and everyone always says this, but you need to become active and not just active to put your name on a roster, but be active in something that you're truly interested in um, because you might not like it. <laughs> and then you could try something else and then you could try something else or you might love it and it might change the entire direction of of your career because it's a different it's a different facet of the industry that you would not get that kind of experience at if you're working in whatever job you're in so um yeah i would say my my biggest advice is to really think internally about what is what is it that you're interested in, what's going to make you happy and then take advantage of advantage of all the opportunities that you have within the chapter to find that well so i think you touched a little bit about on this, which was the fact that we are in this unprecedented moment in global history. We are, you know, a lot of our, I feel like our industry has been especially hard hit. Um, I feel like, you know, there are a lot of people who've been furloughed or like you said, maybe thinking about, well, why should I renew my membership right now? I don't even have work, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think there's a lot of value that MPI can give you, even if you're not currently employed. And so this kind of ties in all together. But, you know, if you could give some tips uh, for people, um, and again, you touched a little bit about this, but uh, if you could give some tips um, for how to get the most of your MPI membership, how to sure. kind of really get uh, value for, for, you know, a pretty hefty, uh, membership if you're not working or if work isn't necessarily covering the cost of, of your membership. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not cheap, right? It's not, 
I mean, it's not the most expensive out there, but it's not a cheap membership, especially if you're unemployed or furloughed. Um, I mean, anything that you do, I, I, I am a weirdo. I was terrible at school, but I loved it. So I, I like continuing, you know, continuous education. I like to, to learn new things as much as I can. But I think at least in our industry, I think it's really important to keep, you know, tabs on the, the pulse of the industry as to like, what are people talking about? You know, what's going on? I, I, I thrive off of that stuff because I talk a lot. You know, for, so for me, like to be in that conversation and to learn those things, I, I, I think it's, it's necessary to, or important to take advantage of it. Um, I think also it's important if, if you have the membership, you know, it's not just what you're, like, again, it's not just what you're doing for your current role, but it's, it's using the resources of MPI to fix and mold yourself. And you might not even wanna be in this industry anymore. And that's totally fine. I mean, like the weirdest thing I did is I attended a Zoom meeting about, uh, it was a, oh, it was the, you know this one, Alex. It was about um, finding a new job in the midst of the, everything going on in the hospitality world. And I was thinking to myself like, what, what is this? Like, why are we learning about finding a new job? You know, like when I want to stay in my job, but that is what we do. Like inherently we are the people that want to be there to help you in whatever situation that you're in. And so I think staying involved and learning more about that kind of stuff is really going to help direct you um, professionally. You know, I mean, what other industry do you know that in the same like two months you can learn about, any kind of diversity and inclusion. You can have figure out how to do yoga at your desk. You can look for another job outside of your industry. <laughs> you know, like what else did we, what are the uh, many other things that we learned about? Like, um, I, I just think it's, this is not just a, a tunnel vision of what we're doing in hospitality. It's a way to really just build ourselves and market ourselves to be the best, I guess, career professional we can be. Well, on that note, um, we're going to wrap up. That was incredible, Anthony. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this episode of MPI Potomac Cast. Uh, we're so glad that you were able to join us. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I look forward to listening to all of them. Yes, well, you can because episodes <laughs> release every other Wednesday on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Um, you can also find out more information about the MPI Potomac chapter on mpipotomac.org. Um, and we also want to know what you think. So engage us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram using hashtag MPI Potomac or join the MPI Potomac Facebook group. Um, and you can let us know what topics you like to hear about and who you want to be on the show. Um, this is the voices of MPI Potomac, so it could even be you. Uh, so thank you again for joining us, and we will see you next time on MPI Potomac Cast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs>